Welcome back, everyone. It's been a long time. If this is your first time back on More Tech. If you missed us uh, last Tuesday, we actually were on Esports Rap talking with Jenny's who's, um, Chu. I remember that part. Um, pretty much letting us know what the deal is with Spellbreak, which is a fairly new game that's been released to the public, but it's been in testing for a while. But today's episode of More Tech is not going to be talking anything about that. It's going to be talking with something a little bit more serious, which is tech burnout, or just burnout on a whole, since having a lot of us are having to work remotely from home, so on and so forth, and all the things that that pretty much means. So, you know, every once in a while, I'll come to you with one of these types of episodes that's a little bit more touchy. And... By all means, feel free to use this as another distraction from other news that might be happening elsewhere in the world or in where you're living. It depends. But do take this week's episode as an inflection moment, something that when you're looking inside, you don't really need to talk. Just listen and maybe work on some of these things. And if you have questions, feel free to ask. There's probably better persons to ask. And if you ask a question like that, by all means, I will try to direct you as best as possible. So to start this whole episode off, I'm going to have a few questions that I want you to ask yourself personally. One, have you become cynical or critical with people or at work? Do you drag yourself to or from work or have trouble with actually getting started with projects or anything like that? Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, customers, clients, friends, family? Do you lack any energy to be consistently productive? Is it hard for you to concentrate? Do you find a lack of satisfaction from the things that you actually get done your achievements essentially are you feeling disillusioned about your job where it's no longer something that you really looked forward to are you using food drugs alcohol sex anything to feel better or just simply not feel have your sleep habits changed and are you troubled by any unexplained headaches, stomach, bowel problems, or other physical complaints that just kind of came out from nowhere? Chances are you're going through burnout. So, some of the common denominators of burnout are like what I just mentioned. The main ones being feeling stressed, anxious, or depressed. The thing about it is, you're actually not alone. And... When you really think about it, with joblessness, worries, work-from-home challenges, feeling overworked, it's not surprising. I, even there have been surveys from FlexJobs and Mental Health America that found 75% of people have experienced burnout at work, with 40% of them 
saying that they've felt it during this pandemic specifically in July, which is just a bit later afterwards. Um, another report on mental health of the U.S. workforce. Two in three employers said that they expect a mental health crisis in the U.S. within three years. And that's the people who run these jobs. Granted, some of these situations don't really help when, for example, your pay was reduced 20% or your client base has dwindled and you're still trying to beat New Year's, sorry, last year's revenue numbers, but that pressure is still on you. Me, personally, I have family in the U.S. And anytime we've talked about their jobs, I, it always surprised me when they would talk about the hours that they had to pull and that there's pretty much no overtime. And like when I asked them, like, what's what's about overtime? They just kind of looked at me and just like started to laugh. And it's like, that's not a thing. Like, we don't we don't get overtime at all. It's it's their norm. It's not, you know, you cut off. And to be honest, things like that have been, you know, there for a while. Even to the point where there's quite literally been jobs that try to, well, I shouldn't say jobs, but companies that try to make things a little bit easier for their employers. So their employees. And unfortunately, things like giving the Friday off there have actually companies that have literally said, hey, you guys can take Friday off. They just decide to take the Friday off and work on Saturdays because they still have to keep up with the amount of work that they pretty much need to get done throughout that week. They can't just take that week off. So employers are now looking at other means like flex hours where you can work a certain amount here or a certain amount there. You still get your work done essentially, but it's easier for you to move and maneuver around if that makes sense. Um, there are companies that are taking a more empathetic approach to this and saying, you know, whatever we can do to help, let us know and we'll be there for you. Unfortunately, not all of them are like that. So that's where we have this burnout and unaddressed burnout can honestly have some serious consequences if it's not addressed. Um, not only on your health, but also on your career, because then you start to slack and you start to become listless in your work. So with the pandemic still no necessarily end in sight, we have to start taking some preventative actions. And that's kind of what this is about today, like I mentioned. So one of the first steps that you can probably do is to acknowledge whether you do have this problem or not. And if you don't, you could actually end up, I hate, these are not my words, these are the words of a medical um, psychologist. You could end up with a full-blown mental health crisis. Now, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people underestimate the seriousness of the struggles that you're going to be facing with burnout. You may feel, man, I'm just feeling this way right now. I could push through this and you can just keep going and... Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. So, for example, while there's only like 30% of employees that say that they feel burnt out at work, 64% of them 
reported feeling the symptoms of burnout as defined by the World Health Organization. So that's why I started this whole thing with saying, hey, are you feeling these things? Because you may just think of burnout as being, man, I'm just done with work. I am so on and so forth. It's more than that. It is so much more. Um, like I mentioned, again, if you missed some of that, it's feeling emotionally and or physically drained, mentally checked out from work, excessive pressure to succeed, or even to hide personal concerns while at work, or even when you're just doing work from your coworkers and stuff like that. If you're concerned about your mental health, though, like there are online mental health screens that can help you check to see if you're like mildly stressed or experiencing of these symptoms that could actually be a more serious condition. And there's a free confidential, like completely anonymous one that you can check out at the Mental Health of America, um, which is a community based nonprofit group. It's screening.mh. A N A Okay, so let me try this again. MHA National.org slash screening dash tools. It's a pretty good site to go on and just check. Not only that, but it'll actually help validate your feelings and allow you to see, you know, you're not alone in this. There there are people going through this. It, a lot of people. More so now than before if you are employed though and again there are a lot of people that aren't but if you are employed check to see if your employer has any provided mental health benefits some companies especially larger ones have mental health benefits that they didn't provide before the pandemic or they may have something that's not necessarily skewed to say mental health but it could still probably fall into that. Um, these things can include anything from like telemedicine screenings to employee assistant programs, stress reduction reduction programs. And even if your job doesn't, there's a lot of services out there that are offered through local nonprofit agencies, veteran organizations, or even a local office for mental health. Now, aside from that, one of the closest things that you should really, really be doing if you are working from home is setting a dedicated workspace. Um, but this one is actually more based on having a firm work-life boundary. And this one kind of delves a little bit deep in the fact that, you know, when you're working from home, it's pretty critical to set boundaries, healthy ones, to keep stress and demands of work from interfering with life just separated. So, like I mentioned, the first one was a dedicated workspace. Um, if you're working from home, then if you can be in a room that has a door that's separate from everybody else, that's great. If you don't, Sometimes just even finding something like a curtain or putting tape on the floor to say, this is my area, sets you in that mind frame that you just can start focusing and just working. 
it's going to be difficult at times, especially if you have little kids running around. Um, but you can still push. You can you can still manage it if you do it correctly. And that's gonna. I know that a lot of people are like, yeah, that's not so easy. Easier said than done. It's, it's still a thing. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. So after the dedicated workspace, you need to start focusing on personal tasks and preferably doing them in the morning or whenever you have the most energy and that you're not going to be really dealing with stuff. The reason why I say the morning, and of course this can change based on how you live your life and like your shifts and stuff like that. But when you need a break, you can squeeze in some personal tasks. You want to wash the dishes. You want to play a quick game here or there. You want to do some exercise or something fun. Take that moment. Take a you. If you were at work, you'd be allowed a break. Take your 15 minutes break. Just do something to de-stress your mind. But dealing with work plus personal life, it can get tiring, especially when they're all happening at the same time. So focusing on working efficiently earlier on, like I mentioned, can let you not have to work later on in the night, which is when a lot of people want to just relax, especially with family, friends, so on and so forth. Just maybe watch the TV program that they really enjoy or play games with friends, whatever it is that you do. Next, you have to set proper expectations. And this is not just within yourself. This one actually reaches on to who you work with. So your coworkers, your boss, they can't expect you to be working there 24-7. You have to set a conversation to be that's realistic with humane expectations and address any potential issues before they become a problem. So have that consistent talk if you can. One of the more difficult ones, especially in the age of uh, well, technology, turning off work when you're not at work. I have a problem with this one personally. Um, because I just have my phone on and I'll admit there are times when I'm just checking to see if there's some update on something that I need to take a look at and it's I <laughs> I have someone that looks at me and is like, No, you need to relax. You need to relax and she just goes at me with it. And it's made me realize that I need to make this change myself. And I'm slowly working on it. But this is something that a lot of people need to as well. Um, especially, there was a recent uh, University of Illinois study that found that the pings and buzzes of smartphone alerts causes an array of unhealthy effects, which includes insomnia and increased job stress. Mainly because you just keep checking to see if there's something from work that's happening. Um... It's quite literally quoted to say it's not healthy and you need to give your brain the space to recharge at the end of a long day, which is true. You, if you just keep thinking about work, then you're not going to be focused to, on other things that you need to be able to outside of work. 
ask for flexibility. Flexible scheduling, like I mentioned earlier, can better balance your personal and professional responsibilities. If you know your kids typically need help between the hours of one to three, and then, you know, they're outside of school, you need to get them something for dinner. Say that you can work from nine to 11, that pick up after they you finish making something for them and just work off whatever it is that works better for you. I know that there are persons that especially with this current economic um, uncertainty a lot of people are reluctant to try and ask their boss about uh, these extra accommodations um a lot of people are just relieved to actually have a job and that you don't want to rock your boat at all much less possibly get threatened to say like oh well you're asking for this maybe we should put you somewhere else that's less desirable for you Try a something that's called a micro ask. In other words, instead of asking if you can regularly work offline three mornings a week, maybe try asking for the same arrangement for a time limited project, say for a critical two week assignment and explain that, you know, the flexibility will allow you to benefit your employer by allowing you uninterrupted time to focus and be more productive. If your boss is smart, they'll seriously consider it. And, you know, you never know. If it goes well, it might become a permanent thing that they'll allow. The next one is an important one. And there are a number of jobs that kind of stress this. To the point where it's, um, it's kind of mandatory at times. Take your vacations hard to actually think of vacations as vacations because you can't travel anywhere but you still need those times just away from work just to de-stress to declutter to retune and realign yourself mentally emotionally physically if you don't do that then you're gonna start running into problems you're gonna start feeling mentally fatigued you're gonna start having health problems you're gonna start having it it continues take your breaks if you don't feel like taking like the entire two weeks off or week off maybe try aligning it with your general time off so you get like an extended weekend or something that's just like extra an extra two or three days onto a weekend so you can kind of get just a little bit more time to yourself to just go out and do what you want to do not what you have to do The next one's a little hard for some, and that's being open about how weird this world has currently become with pandemic COVID over our heads, with people working from home, from people not having jobs, with people having to sit in front of a computer while their kids are having to um, be in the background doing their schoolwork, yelling, screaming, you having to check on them. It's a lot. Hiding it doesn't help. People know other persons are going through it. Finding people to talk to about it is a good way to get it off of your chest. Burying it deep down is not going to help. And not only that, 
by opening up yourself, you're letting others also open up to you. And that conversation is healthy because you can not only learn from it, you can also help each other to de-stress as well. Now, it also sometimes helps, again, to know that you're not the only one going through something. I know earlier I mentioned vacation time, but if you don't have vacation time or you don't want to use it, maybe take a look at a sick day. A lot of jobs consider mental health as a viable mental health, sorry, a mental health as a viable sick day. And if they don't, well, a lot of doctors do, and they'll still write you a sick note for it. And that's really what you need to have a sick day, isn't it? Disconnect from everything electronic every once in a while. This one is going to be one of the hardest ones for a lot of people. I kind of touched on it just a few minutes ago when it comes to disconnecting from after work. But when you're on the vacation time, seriously consider this or just consider doing this on a whole because this has some serious consequences. And it kind of surprised me when I found out. So I'll try to go through this really quickly. But there was a research paper called Digital Burnout, COVID-19 Lockdown Mediates Excessive Technology Use Stress by the World Psychology Psychiatry 2020. Um, if you're watching this video after I've uploaded this, I'll put the link there so you can check that out as well. But essentially what it's saying is that the use of digital platforms which offer video conferencing features for work, hobby classes, entertainment concerts, and social meetings have increased exponentially during the lockdown period. With a lot of this, there's a lot of other online activity for work and leisure creating a cyber-based load in the form of perceived pressure to respond, participate in most chats, meetings, for the fear of missing out, FOMO. Um, something or forgetting information updates or videos about COVID-19 and with the exclusion of offline leisure activities. This phenomenon is background listening is also being associated with psychological distress. That means having a TV running in the background, so on and so forth while you're working and you just hear, let me, let me not get ahead of myself. Um, the increased use of the internet and smartphones over um, social media, online gaming, viewing, streaming, web series, watching movies over smartphones, and the perceived pressure to respond to incoming information has led to more and more people to spend nearly all waking hours online the COVID-19 lockdown. And the phenomenon of being permanently online has contributed to digital stress, which is being understood in the terms of environmental demands which strains the coping mechanism of digital users in terms of communication overload through digital media and so on and so forth. This kind of stress is being related to negative psychological outcomes, such as lack of satisfaction, decrease in productivity, exhaustion, and today's topic, burnout. 
with burnout being included in the 11th revision of the International Classification of Diseases as an occupational phenomenon rather than as a medical condition, even though some want to call it a syndrome. Due to COVID-19, there's an increase of online modalities for academic work, teleconsultation, online meetings, plus leisure stuff. And with all of this, there's high levels for psychological activation, feelings of tension, perceived expectations, discomfort, anxiety. It's been reported that even delays on phones or online meetings shape our views of others negatively. With something as little as 1.2 seconds, <laughs> yeah, a delay of 1.2 seconds making us perceive the other person uh, as less friendly or less focused. And with online meetings now requiring more attention in comparison to face-to-face -face meetings, as these need to be more attentive and focused throughout the meeting for verbal and nonverbal com um, components, because you can't just see the person and make sure that they're paying attention. You're not sure if they just have their webcam off and they're just walking around, which quite literally I've seen happen in my workplace with webcams on. So it's not surprised that people would think that <laughs> they would do it with the webcams off. Uh, um, but when you really consider all these factors, they contribute to feelings of exhaustion in the form of digital or tech burnout. And this can mean that digital technology appears to actually be increasing challenges for the population in maintaining the balance between time spent online and offline. Digital hygiene may be a way forward in the form of taking frequent breaks from screen use, structured hours for online office work, demarcated time for online leisure activities, engagement in indoor physical activities, secure time spent for offline communication with family members, stopping the use of digital devices or use of online activities one hour before sleep time. And of course, well, I think this one should be pretty obvious for some, avoiding caffeine to delay sleep can be some of the ways to stay away from experiencing digital burnout. I want to take a pause here. One of the reasons why I went through all the information that I have gone through up to this point, which a lot of it doesn't necessarily deal with tech, is because it still is related. Burnout is burnout no matter what it is, and a lot of it's caused because of how we're using our technology, whether you see it as that or not. But let me get back into this. Now, all of this with the implementation of this digital hygiene, as they want to call it? Well, it can help to minimize the risk of developing it all. With communication as highlighted the effects of excessive use of technology, um, the report actually highlights that there is a need to explore experimental evidence of mediating processes, processes which make online digital technology beneficial versus detrimental because it still can be very beneficial. I mean, if you really consider the fact that while a lot of people are considering that there's stress, there's like about 70 to 90, depending on the industry, percent of people that 
are looking forward to when COVID is done, still working from home or working remotely. Like they can, they see this as the new norm, not where you're working in a office building or surrounded by other pace, um, people or sharing some an office space with a lot of other people to do like in your team. That's that's not necessarily going to be a thing for a lot of companies, and we need to start taking a look at it like that. Of course, though, you know, there is no one size fits all answer to this. If any of the things I said doesn't work for you, try a different one. I mean, I quite literally listed at least 12. So try one. If it works, keep it. Move on to the next one. If it doesn't, drop it. Move on to the next one. That said, there are some people that are adjusting. And there's cases where people are even saying, you know, why am I coming in? Why am I going to work? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? And it's starting to change and become something more like they're using it as an outlet or they're using it as a purpose in their life. Um, there's people that have just adjusted completely and are completely fine with working from home and are enjoying the benefits that it brings. There are workplaces that are offering stipends um, for electricity, for childcare, for this, that, and the next, because they understand that a lot of people have their kids in the background and they can't send their kids off to school. Maybe some of them still need someone to help take care of their kids. So a lot of that's still a thing. But of course, some aren't. And with it being, you know, living at work instead of working from home if you see what they did there what i did there what you might be doing there parents like i mentioned still struggle with taking care of their kids um i quite literally have co-workers friends family who are mothers or fathers and they're taking care of kids and you can sometimes hear them in the background calling for attention interrupting meetings and they're just looking for some form of attention because they know their parents are right there. And sometimes they don't, but you still, as a parent, have to make sure that they're doing their work. So you may have them somewhere nearby. Again, making your own space is important and something like this. Um, but, you know, your kids are your kids. You still want to check in on them. So, of course, you're going to be, you know, making sure that they're on their virtual classes, still studying, not doing a bunch of fool, not going on Roblox, not going on YouTube, not just talking to friends and not doing their work. So there's a lot that goes into it as a parent, and it's rough. I'm not a parent yet. But I could see it from the outside looking in. And that's still something that you need to work on. Just managing your own stress levels with that. Then, of course, there are people that are working from home and so is the rest of the family. Including the kids being at school. And guess what? Most of you all are going to be using video. In some form or fashion, either going to be on meetings or you're going to be watching videos 
or this out of the next and your work is going to slow to a crawl if you don't have good internet and that is a stress within itself i had a coworker who uh her area wasn't doesn't have the fastest internet available just yet and i heard her just breaking down like just frustrated and it it tore at me because she was just like talking to me about it and again this is something which you you need to do um just you know even if you're a leader then sometimes maybe just doing a weekly or semi-monthly anonymous survey with your team just to see where they're at for god's sake do not use a tracking thing on it and say it's anonymous because we can still tell especially when you have something that's like oh well we can still tell which department it's coming from which means you still know who i am especially if i'm in a small department don't do something like that make sure it's anonymous make your employees feel safe with these things if you're going to be giving out a survey check to see how they're doing it's one of the best ways don't have it be like in a team chat or like a company-wide chat and say hey how are you guys doing uh give us a one to five and then expect people to really answer you honestly and if they answer you negatively but honestly make sure you have something in place to take care of that person um but yeah my coworker, she was just going through it and like she she was having a fit because she then had to go out and get a mobile hotspot because her internet at home was being used by three kids all having to be on classes plus family members plus her and it wasn't ideal there's a lot of stress going on folks a lot please take care of yourself put down the technology take your breaks take your vacation talk to someone if you feel it's going too far I know there are some that feel like it's a matter of pride but if you can't talk to a psychologist or a therapist then find someone who's at least willing to listen because even that can sometimes help that's gonna be it for this week's episode of more tech like I said it was a bit more of a different episode something that's a bit more hard topic in a different sense we'll be back next week with esports wrap at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time and more tech will be back next week on thursday at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time until then folks take care of yourselves Take it easy.